This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Albertsons, it's just better. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Peterson Chevrolet, satisfy your love to drive. Comet Dry Cleaners, it's the best. The Wellness Center of Boise, to do well, you have to be well. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Each week we will have in-depth conversations with leaders in sports, business, and within the community. Through conversations with these leaders, we will examine the importance of creating a game plan to succeed in all areas of life. It will be interesting to learn the principles, practices, and priorities that each individual incorporates into the biggest game of all, the game of life. My mantra is, no game plan, no victory. We have a very special guest today on Game Plan for Life, uh, a man that certainly uh, needs no introduction to the Treasure Valley, that being Coach Chris Peterson. And uh, Coach Pete, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on, Skip. Appreciate it. Well, absolutely. Listen, um, we're going to cover a little ground on on this uh, program, but I want to start off by talking about the transition. Obviously, when you leave a place, a great place like Boise State, and you move to another place, there is a transition, and it's uh, it sometimes it just takes time. So, how have you found that transition to be? Just like you said, it takes time. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's been a it's been a really uh, good process for me. Um, because, you know, being in one place for a long time, you can take things for granted. And, and, and it really, it's all about, you know, connections with people and all these little things that take time to grow to go the direction you want to go. You can't just come in and say, hey, these are how we're going to do things. Because you know, any good organization in, in whatever industry you're in, it's really all about the people, the connections, the trust, the relationships, and all those things take time to develop and to get that thing moving in the right direction. No question about it. And uh, obviously, you're you're in a tough league. Of course, the Pac-12, a lot of good football teams, and and uh, but that's what makes it exciting is the challenge of it. And I'm sure you feel that way. There's no question. Um, you know, it is really amazing, and I and I, I did know that. Um, before coming to Washington, that the Pac-12 was as good as it's ever been. And I was in the Pac-12 way back when, um, right? you know, I don't know, 15, 18, 20 years ago. And it was, it was really challenging then. I felt like a lot of the games came down to the fourth quarter, but I also felt like there was a, ha- you know, there was a handful of teams that weren't quite up on the same level as the other teams. Now, everybody is good. And everybody has really good facilities, and everybody has really good coaches, and everybody has, you know, everything good. And so the margin for error is so slim. And it's such a game of confidence. And I think that's the thing that is the hardest thing here is getting the confidence 
to really believe that you're going to win in those tight fourth quarter games, which they all, every one of our games, except for one, really kind of came down to the fourth quarter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so at Boise, you know, we're so used to winning. And there's so much to be said for that because if you don't have confidence in whatever you're doing, you know, again, life is a game of confidence. And when you have that, it changes how you attack everything. Well, week in, week out, you better be ready to play. Strap it on in, in the Pac-12, and I, I'm sure that uh, that's that's the excitement, that's the challenge, and uh, I know you guys are going to do some special things. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's shift gears just a little bit here and talk about your family, because whenever your coach moves, he goes. He's got a job. He's off and running, but then the family has to come in, and it's a, it's a new. Uh, a whole new set of things for them. How how has that adjustment gone for for your wife Barb and your your son? Uh, talk to the, talk to us a little bit about that. Yep. So um, you know it was real interesting, Skip. I mean, I know when I was at Boise, uh, we moved there when my oldest son Jack was just uh, in the middle of kindergarten, and I remember you know moving there, and then after a couple years, really really feeling at home at Boise and thinking. Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't that be just a great thing if, if uh, you know, my kids got all the way through school and never had to move? You know, I was kind of in the back of my mind. I thought that, you know, that would be a, a really because you can't. Many coaches these days cannot say that. Right, it's, it's, right. It's not that type of business. Right. And so Jack, the oldest, did make it all the way through. He was just going to college, um, you know, when we came over here, and and I thought that was so awesome. And then. You know, poor Sam's getting ready to go into high school in the 10th grade, and we pull him right out, and he was so connected and still is so connected to his friends over there. But I also think, you know, it's, it's, it's however you look at those things that, you know, Sam has made a bunch of really good friends over here, and this has been a growing time for him, and it's something that he's had to work through, and he's handled it beautifully. Mm. And so, you know, I thought, oh, that's so great for Jack to not have to deal with that. But part of me is like, he might have missed out. Yeah. I, I think this makes Sam a better you know, a better guy down the road that it's really forced him out of his comfort zone in some ways. And it's, there's a, you know, there's a lot tougher things that he's going to have to work through in life than just, just moving and so move one time. And so I think it's been really good for, for my kids. And then Barb, you know, she's, you know, the reason I'm coaching is because of her and you know this. I mean, there's no, there's no in between on my coaches' wives. They're either spectacular or you don't have one. I mean, it's really that simple. It sure is. What what you put him through and all those things. And so she's such a positive person. And, you know, we we, we love Boise so much that you can come over here and and think about, um, you know, things that are great over there. But our perspective is this place is so different and it's so new. And it's so there's so many um, things that we're experiencing we didn't experience before. And so it's really been a positive experience for her. And really for everybody. Uh, that's that's great. Um, in reverse of, of you going from Boise to Seattle to Washington, we did the exact opposite. Came from Seattle and UW to Boise back in the in the late 80s. And our son was a sophomore in high school, had been the starting quarterback at Lake Washington High School up there. And, and uh, here we're moving him. But, you know, just like you stated, I think, that causes you to, it, it, it causes a stretch and you grow and it's been a wonderful right. thing for him not right away you know we had about three three hundred dollar phone bills <laughs> going right. back and forth but you know it's just been a, it's just been a wonderful thing and um, so pleased to hear that that Sam's doing well 
Well, I want to talk a little bit, uh, Coach, about your program because I, I'm a firm believer in uh, in what you're doing as far as you're building men. It's not it's not just about uh, you know the football aspect of it, and 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 for a guy like me that's been out of it now for fifteen, sixteen years, uh, you look back and you say, you know, the real. Uh, reward in coaching is not the wins and losses it's the men your players become and I know that's a big emphasis with you and your program talk to us a little bit about um, your process yeah and so I think if there's one theme that runs through our program we we would always say it's built for life you know we, we have kind of two statements you know in terms of our purpose around here and it's it's to build a team to win and to build men for life and we're really serious about it. We understand like who we are, but we and we understand what it takes for us to continue to have these connections and really do the important work of helping these guys not just be good football players but good men and have a really bright future outside of football. And we're we're under no illusions that for us to do that, we have to win. You know that's we're so competitive. We love the game of football. It's, it, we love teaching. We love the intense relationships that come with this game. And so that's all wonderful. But that's, that's only part of it. Um, the other part is really like using this football as a platform for these guys to be connected to other people in this community and to open your eyes while you're here and to build relationships outside of football. We just think that's so important. And so we work really, really hard on it. And we, ha- we, we work so hard on it with our guys because that's not how most guys think. Right. Most guys don't have a vision for their life right now at this age outside of football. And so we really challenge them. And it's hard work. And we just don't want these kids to settle for anything. You know, they're, they're at a wonderful university and playing in a great conference. So they haven't settled yet in any part of their life. And I just think it's really sad when people can't figure out what to do when this football card is played and over, whether it's when they're done at Washington or even when they're done in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's just there's got to be more to it, and you find these guys that maybe even made a lot of money or didn't make any money. It doesn't really matter. Didn't make any money. They just don't really know what to do with themselves because they're almost starting that process of like, what now? And so we want to start that process with them when they're with us here and really talk about that and really get them out of their comfort zone, and they don't have a lot of time to do other things, but they, there are times during the year where they can get an internship and do some of those things. And so we're really, really pushy about those things. And once that culture starts to change and some of our older guys are starting to, to do some of those things, the younger guys see that, and then the ball really starts moving, and it's a trickle-down effect. I just think this, Skip, and you know this, I mean, this job is, is 24-7, seven days a week. You're, you're never away from it. And, and for us as coaches, it has to be more than just winning football games. You know, I think your life is too important to just come down to winning football games. We, it's important, don't get me wrong. We, we get that. Yeah. But it's, there's got to be more to it when we spend our entire lives doing this. And I think it has to do with, you know, helping these guys grow as people, as young men, and, and figuring out, um, you know, something besides football that's going to be really important in their lives. Absolutely. Well, I really like your game plan, uh, built for life. I mean, that's that's really what it's all about. And I can remember when I was coaching here at Boise State, and I would tell our guys every year, first thing, first meeting, that look, guys, you're going to play football, uh, hopefully until your twenties. 
but then you're going to have to do something else for about 40, 50 years, and you better right. really start thinking about that. And but uh, but you got that that game plan, which is which is tremendous. Giving them a vision and giving them a a process on how to build themselves for the future and and actually for the rest of their lives. So. That's that's fantastic. Well, let's let's kind of get an assessment in your mind. Um, and obviously, coaches are never too over optimistic. But yet, uh, where are you in the program now? You've had two solid years. You've had some good recruiting classes. And uh, where where do you see the program today? I, I think we're I think we're pointed in the right direction. You know, I think I think we're pointed and moving in the right direction. That's how I kind of think of us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep pushing to build momentum to get this thing moving faster in this, in this right direction. I think it's been a lot of work to get it pointed in the right direction and to get everybody on the same page of understanding and believing what we need to do. And so, you know, now, now it's like, okay, now it's time to really go. We, we, we get it. And it's always work in process, keeping everybody on the same page and, and growing and getting better as players, as people, as coaches, as all those things. But that's where I think we are. I think we're pointing in the right direction. We like our guys. We think they understand what we're all about. We've got some good football players. Um, they've been through our schemes and our techniques and how we do things for a couple years now. And so now it's time to try to accelerate this thing a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. What about, uh, I don't think most people realize the life of a college football student-athlete. Um, you know, the academics, obviously, they've, they've got to go to school. They've got to do well in school. They've got to practice. They've got off-season stuff. They've got weightlifting. They've got training. And Talk to us a little bit about how, we keep, how you keep those guys academically focused. And, uh, and, well, and I know that's a big one. Them, <laughs> we're pretty good at keeping them academically focused because, you know, we have, a, we have a wonderful academic support system here with our advisors and our tutors. But I think the thing that we do really well is our coaches and myself are really involved in their academic lives. And so when that happens, the players really understand, you know, you get what you emphasize in life. And so if this is one of the things that we're really emphasizing they feel that, you know, when, when the coach meets with them, when I know what their GPA is, when I know if they're doing well in the class or struggling in the class, and I talk to them about that, it becomes real apparent why this is an important thing to these guys. And so, um, you know, they, they've done a good job of focusing this, but you're right, there's people from the outside don't understand how intense this thing is for them. Um, football-wise, I mean, it's, it's elite football, and, and academically, it's an elite university, and it's if they're competing against not only some of the best players in the country, they're competing against some of the best students in the country. And so that's an intense lifestyle, you know, that just is here all the time. And, and the time commitment that it takes to be really good at both those things, man, it's, it is really, really hard. I mean, half, you know, most people here are just here trying to be elite students, not something else. And these guys are trying to do both. And it takes, it takes a lot. It's very hard to do. It's one of the hardest things that they've, had to do in their lives up to this point, and especially when they're young guys, it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of adjustment, a lot of growing, a lot of toughness, and then they start to adjust and they make an attack. But being being a new guy in this thing is really really hard. Yep, yep, no question. 
The uh, I've been at several practices, and one thing that I've noticed too, and you talk about the blend there, the balance. Those guys have to do all this, but one thing that I've noticed about your program is that you also like to have fun. Talk about fun in football and how important that is. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, that's one of the things that I'm continually forcing myself, and I write my little self sticky notes and all that, and I'm trying to figure out how, how do we make this fun for these guys because sports and this process is supposed to be enjoyable. And we all have those days and whatever we're in where we're like, did I, did I used to like this? Did I used to like football? Did I like coaching? And I know they say the same thing because it's such hard, intense work. And so I think it's really important to us as coaches to keep that in mind and how do we have some fun with these guys, whether we're in meetings, outside of football, on the practice field, to laugh, to smile, to high-five, to have great energy and still do that in a, in a focused manner. And I think that's really a, you know, an art that I think the good programs and the good coaches can, can really blend that in. And that's something that I need to pay close attention to and keep doing that because as coaches you get focused, you get driven. But that's one of our key objectives, coaching objectives, is to make sure that we enjoy this process. And fun is a big part of that, and it needs to be. And I think we need to be creative with coaches because I've always said this. I think football practice is tough. It's hard. To me, it's not like basketball practice. It's not like baseball practice. Um, it's just different. And so how do we really try to enjoy this practice at the games? Hey, the games are fun. Those kids love that. I mean, who would love running in front of 70, whatever, 1,000 people and, and, you know, doing something that you've worked so hard at? But, you know, how do we enjoy lifting and practicing and, and all those hard things. And so we pay close attention to that. Yep, yep, yep I know you do. Um, how about your own personal game plan? I mean, what what is uh, what is Chris Peterson, what kind of objectives uh, has he set for himself? What are some of the principles, the practices, the priorities that have really been important to you as you've headed up a program, of course, at Boise State and now at, at Washington? Well, I do think it's important that everybody has a very – you know, uh, a, a very tight script of what they're going to be all about. You know, what are the values you're all about? You know, what is, you know, what, what do you, how do you want to conduct yourself and what do you, what matters to you most and what, what matters to you least and that you put those things down on paper and you at least have a game plan just like you do in business or mm-hmm. football that you really do have a game plan for life as corny as that sounds. But, you know, there's some values that are really important to me that I pay close attention to. Um, and and I'm always and I'm always looking at them and saying, hey, is this really what I'm all about? And and if it is, am I conducting myself that way? You know, I think, you know, I think discipline is a really important one in my life to work hard and continue to improve and to be a finisher. And I think that um, I think toughness is an important value in life. I really do. And everybody says, oh yeah, I, I get that coming from a football coach, but mm. it's not about physical toughness. You know, it's about mental toughness in terms of being able to handle adversity and having resilience and grit to fight through things. And that's something I really want all of our guys to get out of this program uh, and that they understand what we're talking about when we talk about toughness. I think the most successful people in life are really, really tough people because there's a lot of setbacks and problems along the way, and, and the really good ones, it doesn't derail them very much, and I just admire that quality. You know, certainly integrity of doing, you know, of, doing things the right way, and always, you know, on a daily basis, not picking and choosing, you know, when you choose to do things the right way. And 
So those are some of the things that, you know, the values that I pay attention to. I have one or two more that I, that I look at. And, but I also think about, you know, what matters most. I think, you know, relationships that you create and build throughout your life are something that's really, really important. I think the impact that you make on the people that you work with, you work for, and that work for you, like the impact that you can make, and not only in those people, but maybe in the community as well. I mean, I pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to do things that energize and excite you. I think things that, you know, may get your creative juices flowing and build confidence in you and give you a certain sense of, uh, you know, purpose and accomplishment. Those things are really, really important. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to stay away from things that don't bring energy and excitement you know, that create anxiety and dread. Now, there's certain things in life that we get, we have to do. Those are just, you know, the have-tos. But I think sometimes we don't have to do those things, and we still make choices to go down those paths where it's like, pay attention to that. Is this a must-do? Must I have to do this to, to uh, you know, make my life how I want it? Or is this just something that I need to cut out and not even go down there? So, you know, those are some of the things that I think about in my life. Good stuff. Good stuff, Coach. Uh, we're talking to Coach Chris Peterson of the University of Washington. Um, Coach, I want to ask you about the role that faith plays in all of this. Now, we've talked about a lot of different things that are all important. Now, what role does faith play for you in this whole picture? You know, it's something that, again, like anything that you want to be good at, you have to work at. And it's so easy to get distracted um, in our lives. And we just have to lead such busy lives. And I just think for myself, you know, the more that I pay attention to that, to the faith of my life and the priorities, the more it keeps me grounded and focused. And, you know, maybe you can attest to this. I mean, I just, I think in, I think the busier your life is and the more issues and problems that we have, which is a football coach, when you are involved in an organization that's large, it's just, a lot of stuff, a lot of issues, a lot of distractions. And I know when I'm able to focus in on my faith and and really do a good job there, it makes my life feel better, and it makes me feel more grounded, and it makes me feel like I have my priorities in the right, the right order. But it is something that's hard for me, and it's something that I have to work at all the time to pay close attention there. Well, when you're coaching over 100 males between the ages of 18 and 22, Lord, you need help. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that we need all the ammo we can get, and for sure we need it from from upstairs. Yeah, well, but there's there's no greater feeling than to see these young people uh, uh, succeed in life and, you know, 10, 20 years down the road and, and what they're able to accomplish and, uh, and, and knowing that you had a small role in that, in that uh, development. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, some of our greatest uh, feelings in this whole thing have been some of maybe our biggest headaches of some of the guys yep. we've coached. Yep. When they come in as young guys and just can't figure much out, and if they can hang in there and start to figure things out, and by the time you leave, they leave you, those are the ones that are really, really rewarding that you feel like you had a small impact on helping this guy work through some hard things. Yep, yep. Well, let's shift gears again, and uh, summer's coming up. Obviously, you've got some camps and things, uh, I'm sure, lined up. And But then what does Coach Pete like to do when he's got a chance to get away? Um, you know, I like to spend time with my family. You know, again, I don't get much, and, you know, Jack, my oldest, is in college, and so we get him for a couple, you know, a couple weeks, and then he, he does his thing. 
You know, I like to hang out on the water. There's beautiful water in Seattle. There's beautiful water in Idaho. And so we'll do a combination of, you know, both those different things. But it's really just a time in the summertime to try to, you know, be with my family as much as I can. Yeah, charge those batteries and recharge the, the family. And absolutely, it's 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 vital. It's vital. Yes. Yeah. So um, I hope to get up to a couple of games this fall. I know uh, the one game, um, our 85 Orange Bowl team, I spent 12 years at the UW and our 85 Orange Bowl team is being inducted into the Husky Hall of Fame, and that'll that'll be uh, something special. And we had a uh, we were honored last year at halftime of one of your games. And you know, again, one of the great the greatest reward is to see those guys come back 30 years after the fact that game, and to see you know the bonding that's still there and and. Each one has gone off in, in a different direction, but yet they've come back together. They still love and care for each other. And I just think that's, it's such a special thing to, to, to be able to do that. There's no question. And I think you appreciate these experiences more probably the farther you get away from it. And so to bring back, you know, uh, there's so many teams here during your era that were so good, but there's no question that was such a special team. But to bring those guys back and let them – you know, strengthen their bonds and get reconnected and be acknowledged for the unbelievable work they did here and the coaches and all that. I mean, it's it's awesome and it's in, inspiring to to me to our program. Um, you know, all those different um, those different people. You know, it's just it really is. And so we're excited to bring you guys back and and uh, give you the, the respect and and the acknowledgement that you guys deserve. Well, it's a family, and, and that's how it is at Boise State as well, and, and no different at Washington. But I think the value system that you've got in place, and, you know, you made a statement that's so important. You get what you emphasize, and that is that is so true. And the emphasis that you place on all these other things besides just going out there on the field is, is building men. And uh, that that's the real joy of coaching is to, to help those uh, guys uh, become men. And so, Coach, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on Game Plan for Life. Uh, I know a lot of people in the Treasure Valley are, are always interested to hear updates on, on how you're doing and where you're at, and, and uh, we'll certainly look forward to this upcoming season. So thank you very much, Coach Pete. Well, appreciate it, Skip, and uh, it's a wonderful place over there and uh, awesome people, and, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Next week on Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall, Tim Brady. He's the director of Idaho Youth Sports Commission. And remember, you can catch all the broadcasts Skip has done on 941thevoice.com or follow him on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.